Blog Talk Radio. With God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer, we bear witness that there is no God but God, and Muhammad is the messenger of God. This is your Blog Talk Radio host, John Nasheed. This is a new mind development project broadcasting from the beautiful city of Nourishell, New York, every Thursday at 4 p.m. for one half hour, 4 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. <clears throat> Our website is nm-dp.com. That's New Mind Development Project. Uh, please check us out there. And once again, we welcome you and uh, to our program, which is a weekly, as I just mentioned, and, uh, you know, we have some points that we like to, you know, discuss and put out there. And quite naturally, we, I was a student of Imam Warathi Muhammad, and Imam Warathi Muhammad I have always taught us not to just look in the box, but think big, you know, look at the, the item and uh, don't look at it. Matter of fact, look into it and search it out. And uh, sometimes we have perceptions of things that are not necessarily in agreement with other folks' perceptions, but nonetheless, these are our perceptions, and, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. You know, I went to see the movie uh, Django, Django, and uh, Unchained, and, uh, you know, quite nicely, everybody, as I mentioned, have a perception. And many of our people, you know, slave pitches and uh, pictures about our history, etc. You know, they see it as going backwards. You know, anytime you mention topic of African American plantation slave, many African Americans will say, oh, "Why are you going back? Why are you talking negative?" You know, this is our history. I mean, just like anybody else's history, it's a period of time that's not going away. This period of time was filled with some activity, and it just so happened to be. African-American people enslaved. So this is our history, and we should confront it. If we're going to move forward, then quite naturally, we have to visit our past. And our past, quite naturally, is negative actions that took place, but a negative uh, actually projects us into a positive. You know, this movie, Django uh, Unchained, was uh, written by a fellow by the name of Tarantino. Uh, he's about 50 years old, I guess. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee, Italian-Irish. His father was Italian. His mother was uh, Irish. Was Irish. And, uh, you know, sometimes when we look at, quite naturally, when we read a book or look at a movie, we should first of all know the author of who wrote these things. You know, what is their uh, perspective on these types of subjects? Uh, Django, <clears throat> to me, was a film that failed to give the spirit, or the true spirit of slavery in the Deep South and the United States of America, 19, uh, excuse me, 1800s. And when we say Deep South in America, we're talking about Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, you know, places like that where slaves were sent to 
die. They weren't just there to work for uh, the slave master. They were sent there to work to death. They were worked to death. And uh, we have to understand those things. Slavery to most African Americans is a very, very, very sensitive subject. You know, I grew up in an African American household in the topic of slavery, and they were from the South. They were from South Carolina. A uh, very, very hard, difficult place to live. Actually, I believe that's where the Civil War started. This is a place where they're still flying in Columbia, still flying the uh, Confederate flag right in front of the State House. At one point, it was on the roof. I believe their compromise was to take it down and fly it in front of the State House. You know, so this topic is very sensitive. And many of the old African Americans, they don't like to discuss it. The topic should be dealt with with historical truth. Uh, Django was more entertainment than historical truth, uh, than something uh, than something our children can learn as history. So if we're looking at or taking our children to see Django Unchained, then quite naturally we're going to see a lot of things in there that is history, very clear, many of the characters, etc., and many of the, the, the circumstances that they were in at that time was as close as I know the truth from what I read and heard, etc. And but the character of Django was more entertaining than something our children can learn as history. So we have to understand these things before we let these movies or these people who write movies about the history of African Americans filter into the minds of our children. All of the characters' roles in the films were given as something that were that could be pretty close to being correct in history, except with the exception of the character of Django. The rape scenes that were in the movie, truth. Lynchings, truth. Castrations, truth. Servants working the fields, Uncle Tom's uh, whippings by the master, the slave master, the handlers, all of these things are pretty much correct. And we see the humility and the submissiveness of the slaves. They didn't come from Africa submissive. There was a period of time in America where there were slave breakers who broke the individual spirit and made them submissive. They didn't just get off the ship as submissive servants to white people. No, no, no. This was uh, uh, performed over a period of time by breaking the very spirit through pain and humiliation and suffering and and all of these different kinds of negative things that took place at that time. Uh, Django, a young black slave, sold and separated from his wife. This is how the picture started out. He was chained to some other chain, uh, slaves taken uh, to another slave master, separated, sold from his wife, separated from his wife. And, you know, one of the best ways to break up a family or a social environment is to separate the man from his wife. And that's one of the greatest crimes that a person could commit. And this is what was taking place when the movie started. 
and then he was freed and made partner with a European bounty hunter. And all of these things start to formulate very quickly in the picture. So quite naturally, you know, just seeing that portion of it, you could say, well, hey, something else is another message being projected here. And we have to be very open-minded because we're trying to protect the minds of our children. You know, what is a, a word? A word is anything that draws a picture to the mind. So if we're looking at a picture, actually we're looking at a word that will draw a picture to our mind, whether that picture is true or whether that picture is false. Now just imagine telling this uh, Django story to young black men who lack the true history of their life in America. You know, every February is a period, you know, where black folks teach history. Uh, the history is promoted more so in that month. And many of our young boys, they don't go to school. If they go to school, they're not interested in these things. And many don't know the history. Many older African Americans don't know the history because they see it as negative. So just imagine this story of this young black man in this movie scene. Uh, just imagine young men looking at it who lack the true history of their life in America. Just imagine how uh, they view history uh, told through the story of Django, and uh, that that was my that was my purpose for really taking another look and you know putting it in perspective in my own mind, so I could better tell my grandchildren and others who you know look at these kinds of pictures and you know, don't truly understand what they represent. A black man freed from prison, first of all, I mean, now we're bringing it up to modern language. There's a black man. I work in a prison. There's over a million African-American men in prison in America, 2.5 million prisoners in America, and over a million African-American men and probably the larger part of that is young African-American men, probably the same age as Django or, you know, around that age. Young black men freed from prison, uh, prison being, being the, the, the slave quarters, and then given a gun in the picture. The, the European fellow who wanted him to be a bounty hunter, first thing he did was gave him a gun. And how many of our young boys in the streets today have guns? Almost every one of them. I know just about every child I see coming into prison where I work, their crimes are dealing with guns. And then getting paid. The European fellow made him a partner for every uh, criminal that they captured and killed. He would give him, I believe, one-third of the purse. And they call that getting paid. I'm going to get paid. Right? This is the language of the street today. And setting out to find his other half. Now, this was the basic uh, structure of Django going out into the world. A black man free from slavery, uh, picking up a gun, able to make him some money, and going out to find his other half, his, uh, his wife. And we could also see the wife as being a metaphor, meaning something else in the time that we're living in now. 
He said, openly shooting white folks. This is some of the things that he did in the picture. And this is why we say that this part, most of the picture concerning Django was entertainment, Hollywood. Openly shooting white folks in the presence of white folks in the state of Mississippi in 1850. That's just unheard of. You know, it's skillfully outsmarting the white man. Now, remember, the the, the black man, he wasn't able to read, wasn't able to write, wasn't able to formulate or join uh, in social groups, etc. I think it was against the law for maybe three to assemble, maybe one or two, but it was against the law. He says, skillfully outsmarting the man and dominating the slave handlers. This was Django. Django appeared at some point to be a superman in Mississippi in 1950. And this is how the story is going. Now, as I mentioned earlier, just imagine the minds of young African Americans who had no regard for their own history and then, then seeing Django Unchained as a story in history. Django Unchained, a young uh, black man set free without guidance. Now, we're not talking about the past. We're talking about the present. Set free without guidance <clears throat> with a gun in his hand and actually the freedom to do just about anything that he desired killing the entire plantation household, the master and his family, all of the slave handlers, the old black Uncle Tom who served the master well, the big house boss he was called. And we know him in the time of slave history, the old man with white hair, and he was one who kept all the rest of the slaves in Lying for the master, he did his bidding, he laughed for him, he wiped his brow, he served his interests. He had given his whole life to the life of the slave master to protect the interests of the slave master. Do we have that type today? Of course we do, working for the slave master. Maybe they're not shuffle foot as they were in the past, but nonetheless they're fulfilling the same role as those old master or Uncle Tom, as we call them, uh, slave bosses or big house bosses operating in the interests of the master. So we see the parallel here. I mean, was this his intention, the writer? I don't know. We God only knows. He knows. Only God knows. But this is my perception. I'm looking at it a little uh, deeper from a different angle, and I'm looking at it with the interests of our young children, our young people at heart, to watch out for their interests because we know that young people formulate uh, uh, heroes uh, from actors, actresses, etc. I mean, they, they they buy their clothes, they try to look like them, etc., Many different things. So this image that's being projected is being projected as a word, and this word is bringing a message to the mind. He said, just because we're in a condition uh, that we don't have any authority, we can just take the authority. 
And you believe me, these messages are very strong. The one, the big house boss, the one who controls the other, uh, I'm not going to say the word that they used in the movie, but I know a lot of us are sensitive, but I'll just use Negro. The one who controlled the other Negroes for the master. And there's another thing. Now, sensitive as we are, uh, the word, the N-word, as as many of you call, and I'm, I'm in agreement with using the word open, but I won't do it out of respect. But that word was used, the N-word, not N-word, but the word, whatever the N-word stands for, was used so many times in the movie. And that really what made the movie realistic because that's the word that they used. Black people didn't create the word. It was created for them or to label them under that word. And now the word has become so negative that many of the people, they don't uh, dare even entertain using the word. I'm talking about African-American people. He says, the one who controlled the others, we're talking about the big house boss uh, for the master. And then Django uh, then he uh, blows up the big house and destroys the plantation single-handed. Now, when I'm looking at a serious movie, you know these things are impractical. You know they just don't they just don't operate like this. So, what is that negative kind of message or that message, untrue message, not in relationship or in line with the history, true history of African American? What is it intended for? Was it intended for entertainment, to sell tickets or whatever the case, or was it intended to plant a message in the minds of our young, ignorant black men in the streets? What would this picture do to the minds of our uneducated young men in the streets of American cities with guns in their hands? If history is qualified to reward our research, then we better start telling the truth. It's so important. This is what Islam, Islam is a religion, a way of life, where we are obligated to tell the truth. See, because Islam is a religion to resurrect religion. Actually, Islam is a way of life to resurrect religion because in many cases religion wasn't presented to us proper. You know, an evil force put his hands in religion and changed it to his benefit to paint the picture or give the word or the message that brings a message to the mind. And if you can enslave a person in religion and ignorance, then quite naturally you're going to enslave that individual in God's name. So telling the truth. If history is best qualified to reward our research, then we better start telling the truth. In our true history, we did have some short-lived rebellions. By Nazi, everybody wasn't passive. Nat Turner, Denmark, D.C., and many others. Uh, even Mr. Brown, the Caucasian man, he rebelled. I mean, he just couldn't take it. And not, We're not saying that everybody or every Caucasian was bad in slavery. No, the system was bad. And quite naturally, this is what we have to deal with if we're going to ever get by 
and live the kind of life that God created us to live. We never realize our prize uh, or our wife in the case of uh, Django. And in the picture, eventually he did. He, he did uh, capture his wife after defeating this, this big uh, institution of slavery. He finally realized his other half, his prize. I call it his prize. So all of this was taking place for his prize. And as I mentioned, his prize could be seen as a metaphor of suggesting something else. Everybody is always looking for something else. The man is always looking for the other part of itself that would make him whole, just like a woman is always looking for the other part of herself that would make her whole. Young people today see the big house as the institution which dominates their life. You know, many young people, they don't make progress, just like nobody made progress in the time of slavery here in the United States of America. And the reason for that was the big house. And we know some slaves were willing to go along, to get along. They worked in the big house. You know, they ate better than the slaves that worked in the field. They call them the house uh, Negroes and the field Negroes. And quite nicely, the field Negro is that young boy that's out in the field trying to make a dollar. And they were picking cotton before, but now they're picking marijuana and cocaine, trying to uh, make a living out in, in the field. The young people today see this big house as an institution which dominates their life and holds that life down, not giving them proper, equal opportunity as given everyone else. This is how they think. And I'm quite naturally, we have a lot of opportunities here in America today, but if we don't know the history of America, if we don't know the history of ourselves, then a negative person thinks that there are no opportunities. And if there are no opportunities, then somebody is holding me down, which are holding them back from success or their prize or their wives, as a metaphor. The White House, in their mind, is the big house. And if we can get to the big house and work in the big house, then quite nasty, we're going to be uh, prosperous or fat or, you know, we're going to be patted on the head. We're going to have a different life, a better life, because we got close to the master. And not only in the White House, but in big corporate institutions and places of authority that represent authority. If we can get close to these places, then we are in the favor of the slave master. That's a heck of a heck of a mindset. And many of us as a result of that become that big house boss. And the big house boss, the reason he got the job is because his responsibility is to make sure that the rest of them, the field ones, the ones that's working in the field, don't make any progress. And we see them in religions, and we see them also in politics. Those are two main areas. Also in business. Give them an opportunity to have a better life for themselves, to make sure that that field 
uh, Negro don't make any progress. And we've seen it happen playing out and over and over and over. Now, I'm not a young man. I'm an older man. I'm 70 plus. And I've seen a lot of things in my life, and I have evaluated a lot of things in my life. And I don't go to movies just to sit for entertainment. I go to realize what messages are being projected. Nobody's going to spend millions of dollars to make a movie just for people to go there for entertainment. It's about public relations. It's about controlling the minds of human beings, both black and white in this particular case, also music, also plays, also any kind of entertainment where a person gives his mind. If he doesn't give his mind, his healthy mind to it, and analyzing and searching for the truth, then that message is going to dominate that individual's life. His mind, his life. And if his mind is dominated quite nicely, his life is going to be dominated. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The White House, in their minds, is the big house. In the movie, it even looks familiar with the House of Authority, no, excuse me, with the White House and the House of Authority, the slave quarter symbolizes the prison system. You know, and slaves were put into prison. They had these paddy wagons that transported them from one camp to another camp, slave camp to another camp. They were under strict orders. They had to lock in at certain times, be chained up at certain times, ate at certain times, worked at certain times. And many African-American men are familiar with that right now in the prison system. I deal with them every day. And their mindset have been formed into incarceration, being incarceration, incarcerated under an authority. Very, very damaging for proper growth and development. Just imagine young Jangos in, young Jangos in America today feeling their Django oats, thinking that they can do what they feel was done in their history. I mean, if they're looking at this history as its true history, they say, well, if we had a man in history who went out and did all of these kinds of things, then hell, I can do it too. And I can break the grip of authority on me by wiping it out. I got money, I got a gun, and I got the power to do it. This is the crazy kind of thinking that enters into young people's minds when they don't have proper education and guidance. This would be a new focus for young men. And just visualize this. A foreigner, this is the way wars and rebellions and over, uh, people come in to overthrow people's country, uh, civil wars and whatnot. A foreigner, he comes in very subtle. He organizes young, uneducated men, or we say black men in this particular case, in the streets to attack the authorities of America. And then we know as a result of that, it would be a bloodbath, just like many countries right now, that these same kind of ideas took place in their country, not under slave, but other using other mediums to get the people motivated to do what they do, 
but there's always an outside foreign influence coming into another person's country to cause him to turn against his own authorities, be they good authorities or bad authorities. And the young black men can relate to Jamie Foxx, the star of Django, and I'd like to say that he played a very good part and also uh, the other fellow, uh, his name don't come to mind right now, but the African-American who played the big house boss, very excellent job. They also relate to the word Negro, or the actual word. I'm going to say it this time. Please forgive me. They relate to the word nigger as a term of endearment, a bond of brotherhood. They say, my nigger. Unlike older, educated African Americans, they stick to the N-word. They also relate to guns, and they also relate to self-destruction. So my point is this, that when we feed our children, feed them the truth. And if we feed them the truth, the truth will set them free. Thank you. This is your host, John Nasheed. May God bless you all. Peace. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.